0: Welcome to Roundhill Radio, the podcast from Roundhill Community Church. Through our conversations, we discover the holy and the ordinary. Find moments of grace and peace and redefine what we're talking about. When we talk about faith. Welcome. Hi, my name is Shannon White. I'm the interim pastoral associate here at Roundhill Community Church. It's wonderful to have you back on this Roundhill Media podcast. And today Leslie is not with us on camera because I am, she's producing, but I am interviewing a longtime friend and colleague, the Reverend Dr. Anne Kaufman. Anne is the senior, and has been for some time, the senior pastor at Wilton Congregational Church, and she's also a spiritual director. But in the last couple of years, she's been studying the Enneagram, and Anne is here to, to talk to us about the Enneagram. So welcome, Anne.
1: Thank you. It's so good to be here with you guys.
0: Thank you. So first of all, tell us what the Enneagram is.
1: The Enneagram is a map. If you have, if you see one of the um, Enneagons, we call it the diagram of the Enneagram, it's a circle that has nine points on it. And each of those points is... Um, Is a type, an enneatype, we call it, which is an ego structure or character uh, type. Each of those points, each enneatype has some characteristics um, that are are unique to them, and um, and it's really the enneagram. You'll see lines that connect it and everything, and it's a map on on our each of our own operating
0: systems. Interesting. So yeah. this the Enneagram has been making its rounds around houses of faith over the over the years. Why is that? Why is it especially interesting to faith communities?
1: I think it's become very interesting to faith communities because aside from the psychological aspects about ourselves and others that we learn from the Enneagram or can learn from the Enneagram, we can really go deeper in our own spirituality through the use of the Enneagram, doing Enneagram work. And I think that that's why um, faith communities are using it. It's also very helpful if you know about, uh, if you work with a group of people, which many of us do, if you understand and know their Enneagram type.
0: And say more about that. How does that help if you know their type?
1: Well, each type has its own deeper motivation. And that's one of the wonderful things about the Enneagram is that A lot of times we don't understand what is deeply motivating us. We'll understand sort of the more surface things, but we don't get down to the deeper motivations. And that's what the Enneagram helps us to do. And if we understand that about ourselves and also about others, we tend to have a lot more compassion for ourselves and others if we understand what's deeply motivating us.
0: Well, we all know in houses of worship that they're kind of like family systems, right? People act in so many different ways. So understanding perhaps how someone else is responding and understanding their Enneagram type may help the life of that community, right?
1: Very much so, yes.
0: Interesting. Okay, so is it kind of like a spiritual Myers-Briggs?
1: Um, it is kind of like a spiritual Myers-Briggs, but it actually goes e- even deeper than a Myers-Briggs in the sense that um, Myers-Briggs is really looking at your behaviors and how you appear to the world where the Enneagram is is kind of taking that information and going really deep under the surface to find out what your, um, as I said before, your deepest motivations. And as you go even deeper, you can find out and understand um, the aspects of God that most resonate with you and why that is.
0: So interesting. So can you give us an example of something that someone might uncover in terms of the aspects of God and how that might relate?
1: Yes. Um, type one, which is uh, number the number one point on the Enneagram, um, is a type that... Uh, the motivation for that type is to the focus of attention for that type is to make things better, to make things right, to improve. And so they struggle. Each Enneagram type has something that is their main vice and, and then a virtue that they're striving for. And for a um, type one, that vice is anger. Um, for a type one, the anger doesn't, uh, usually appear in things like angry outbursts or anything like that. But you will get with type 1s often kind of a frustration or an irritation, which can be off-putting sometimes to other people. But if you understand that what's going on with the type 1 is that they want to make things better. they tr- That is truly their motivation. The aspect of God that they resonate with, the holy idea that that motivates them deeply is the idea of God as perfection. Now we all know that God has, um, many different aspects. Um, but in the, As you work with the Enneagram, you understand that each type sees one of those and really resonates with it. It's not that they're not intellectually aware that, yes, God is more than just perfection. God is love and God is all creator and all kinds of things. But for an Enneagram type one, that aspect of holy perfection is is driving them.
0: So interesting. Yeah, go ahead.
1: Well, I was just going to say I talked about their vice of anger and how it appears as frustration or irritation. But the other thing about the, um, the type 1 is they're striving for serenity. And so uh, for, for the type 1s, the serenity prayer, for example, is, is really uh, deeply profound, even more so than it is for other types.
0: Are people generally one type, or are they? could they be a couple of types? For someone that's totally new to the Enneagram, how do you know what type you are?
1: Um, Generally, people are one type. Um, In fact, I really don't know anybody that would be more than one type, but we um, connect with other aspects and other types on the Enneagram, and I know that you're going to have um, a picture of the Enneagram available for people to see it, and you'll see these lines uh, connecting types. You'll also see that um, on either side of each type is are two other types. And we connect more closely with those types. Those are called our wings. The types that have the um, lines drawn between them are called resource points. Um, And those are all types that we we can take aspects of those and and deploy them in ourselves and in our own lives. Um, And as you go deeper in the Enneagram, you can find that that even each individual type Um, Will can appear differently depending on which instincts are dominant in us. That's kind of deeper Enneagram stuff. But but it is really important to remember that each of us is an individual, unique person. Um, So even though we might be the same type and we'll have definite aspects about ourselves that are very similar, each of us is very individual. There's no... um, All nines do not look alike. All ones do not look alike. All fours do not look alike.
0: Thank you for mentioning the four because I am a four. (laughs) (laughs) Anne came and did a a workshop here at the church with the staff. And I had done some work previously, actually for many years, with the Enneagram and already knew I was a four. But the fours, (laughs) all right, so anyway, I won't go into the four right now, but (laughs) would you tell us a little, like a sentence maybe about each type and then... Um, is there a test to take that kind for someone to determine?
1: Yes, I I can certainly do that. Um, we talked about type one already. Type two is known as the giver, and uh, they tend to be extremely caring people, and they tend to focus in on on key people and are very caring and giving towards them. They uh, their vice is pride, their virtue is humility, um, and um, they're very caring, giving people. Threes, um, their focus of attention is achieving, achievement, having success. And um, their vice is vanity and their um, virtue is honesty. Sometimes it can be hard for threes in their, in their striving for success and they work extremely hard um, to really know what they want. They want, because they tend to want whatever is going to make them successful, and that might not be what they actually really want deep in their in their souls. Uh, type fours are um, known as the romantic, is one of the things that they're called. They tend to feel emotions very deeply, um, and their focus of attention is what is missing. Their... Um, Vice tends to be envy. Your, I should say your vice.
0: And, and all Thanks, Anne. <laughs> yeah, we'll get to your number in a minute. Yeah, I know. You can
1: talk about me. But anyway, um, and when we say envy, that's, um, we're talking about a comparing mind. Um, yes. They, you know, four will look uh, and say, I see everything that's here, but what's missing? What, what's not here right now? And, um, and the uh, virtue is equanimity. Uh, Wearing uh, and you said this to me Shannon it's beautiful wearing life like a loose garment I I love that phrase Um, Enneotype 5 tends to focus on conserving um, inner resources so 5's are very conscious of how many um, how much uh, energy they're going to have throughout the day so for example uh, when you're with a 5 you might notice they don't laugh a lot they might not or um, they might just be very conserving of their energy in in all types of ways. Um, So that's a type five. And then type six is the loyal skeptic. Um, Their vice is fear, and their virtue is courage. Um, Type sixes tend to be, as their name implies, extreme. Extremely loyal, but their focus of attention is how can I be safe? What do I need to do to have security? In all the ways that that means, um, and then types is um, really focused. They're called the um, um, oh, the Epicure, the Epicure, and they focus on having. Um, new and really enjoyable um, experiences so they try a lot of different things and they they can often be very creative um, but their vice is gluttony and that doesn't really mean um, eating usually um, what it means is they just want more of everything you know everything that's they just want more and so um, for them Uh, constancy or sometimes called sobriety is their virtue is learning to be happy with enough Um, and then eights are um, often called um, well they're the kind of the strong people and they focus on who has the power and they tend to be very uh, protective And um, rules don't always, they appreciate why we have rules, but they don't always feel that the rules apply to them. Um, (laughs) And they tend to um, struggle with their vice. They struggle with, um, let me see here, I'm here we are. They struggle with lust. And lust is not the um, sexual, in the sexual way that we often think of it. Lust is wanting whatever they want. They want it now, right now. Um, I often tell the story of one of my Enneagram teachers who is a type 8, who said, um, "Anne, this is lust. It's a hot summer day, and I want a blizzard from Dairy Queen, and I want it now. <laughs> so, yeah, so that's that's 8s, and then they're... Uh, Their virtue is innocence. To be able to live in innocence is is an achievement, really, for um, an eight. And then nine, which is my type, is uh, known as the mediator or the peacemaker. And what we tend to strive for is harmony. We want our motivation is to have harmony, create harmony, to live in harmony. Um, And our vice is sloth, which... um, I struggled with for many many years but it is true and sloth is not so much laziness is a uh, just forgetting a self-forgetting um not doing the things that need to be done because um i'm just not doing them so we tend to be very self forget a self-forgetting type and our um our virtue is right action which means to do the right thing um which can be challenging for for nines. So that's that's a tour of the enneagram. That's,
0: it's so interesting and it, and one of the things that I remember reading about it which I felt so good about is that there're no right or wrong ones, right? All of them are needed to see the full face of God is what I read at one point. And there who are some of the big authors in the enneagram work that would that you would recommend to people to kind of look up?
1: Great, yes. Um, I would really recommend um, Helen Palmer's work. She uh, wrote some of the early books in the um, 70s, early 80s on the Enneagram. And there's a whole wonderful history of the Enneagram that goes back centuries. Um, but um, some of the more recent work, Helen Palmer has a wonderful book, wonderful couple of books on the Enneagram. Um, Beatrice Chestnut, I love her name, B chestnut has a g- great book called the complete enneagram which is um, very much in depth and um, goes into gives a good overview but also goes very deep and then there's a wonderful little book by dr david daniels and virginia price called the essential enneagram it's a little yellow book it costs less than ten dollars and it's um, about a 100 pages long and in those 100 pages it has just about Everything that you, uh, the basics, you know that you need to know. So I'd really recommend those books.
0: Yeah, in fact, you you gave that or suggested that for our staff, and it really does encapsulate pretty much everything in a small amount of time because there's so much written about the enneagram in terms of how it how it relates to love relationships and work relationships and spirituality. I mean, there's so many different foci on on what you can. Study about the Enneagram. So I I liked that little book. And that actually has a test in the front of it, correct?
1: It does. It does have a test in front of it, which is a very helpful test. Um, And there are various ways you can learn your Enneagram type because it can be, as I said earlier, uh, it can be sometimes hard for us to understand what our deepest motivations are. So when we read about one type, we may identify with that, but that might not really be our type because we don't really understand what's going on more deeply inside us. So a really good way to um, learn what your type is, is to get that, do that test in the essential Enneagram. There's also a number of tests online. Some of them charge money and the ones that charge money actually do tend to be better like the Riso-Hudson test, which costs, costs about $10 online is um, is is a good test <laughs> um, another way you can do it is just by reading and listening to um, podcasts or um, watching videos on YouTube to figure out what your type is um, you can watch for, for example on YouTube or listen to a podcast of, of panels of people that are all the same type and you can listen to how they talk about their experiences and you can begin to resonate with that and and finally you can go to someone who's um, trained to to be a typer to do typing interviews and um, that'll probably cost you a fee to sit with them and they'll interview you and be able to give you a choice of two to three or three types that you can then more deeply
0: explore in fact that's what you do so what would how would you work with a person to do that
1: um, it takes about an hour to an hour and fifteen minutes, and I I sit with them. I do it by Zoom or in person, um, and I ask them a series of questions and listen to how they're responding. And from that, I can come up with usually. There's usually I'll have one type that I have a pretty strong sense is what they are, but it's very important. You can't really tell somebody what their type is. They really need to come to it themselves. So what I offer is some guidance. I'll say, you know, I'm hearing this and it sounds like you might be, let's say a type 8, but I'm also hearing some things that mean you could maybe be a type 1, so I'd encourage you to, you know, explore those two types. And I give them a list of resources on how they can do that.
0: How has it changed you as a person and as a pastor as a result of your work in learning about the Enneagram?
1: oh thank you for asking that that's such a great question um well for me it really has helped me um understand why i behave the way that i do even you know when i'm i'm trying to change a habit or whatever and it's harder for me and i get frustrated i can understand well this is what's going on it's my vice in action um and and this is just um something that i deal with as i as i said before sometimes you can think of our anya type as being like an operating system and we know that you know Macs behave a certain way all the different imacs in the world have um a lot of different programs and everything that that are on them and that are used by different people so the, it might look different but inside the operating system is still the same and so i i understand that my operating system is a certain way, and I can I can give myself grace that way, and have more compassion for myself. I'm also much more compassionate, I feel, towards others, because I understand that they're not seeing the more deeply. I understand that they're not seeing the world as I see it. Um, that their types are different than mine. Um, so it's it's really, especially during the pandemic, which was stressful for all of us. It um, my work with the Enneagram has really helped me with my compassion for other people and myself and to understand what compassion really is too.
0: That's so interesting. I know with my foreness, which, you know, Mm -hmm. I, I learned about that early on as being just this kind of a longing. And so being able to stay in the moment and be satisfied and be fulfilled instead of reaching out and, and wishing for something that was in the future or, would never be that kind of doing the grief work around that and going actually even deeper uh, has helped me as a person. And, and like you, Anne, I, in knowing different Enneagram types, I'm much less judgmental. I'm, I'm allowing myself to accept people for being different and not expecting everyone to be like me. Yes. Yes. So, right. And, and knowing that there's like vive la différence, right? It's it's we need every different type, and it makes it joyful and a wonderful place to be when when you have a variety of groups of people. It's, so. it's
1: very beautiful. And um, thank you for saying that. I think it's it's really beautiful, and it's very beautiful for me to see once I un- have understand the types a little better how people wear their type and and live in their type. Um, that's beautiful too. Um, what well,
0: I, I'm sorry. I don't mean to cut you off. I just, I think, you know, it, there's so much richness to this and it's been around a long time and it's been in different faith organizations, in different faith groups throughout oh, history. Yes. Um, yes. So that's even a whole podcast, probably even in, in itself, but we could go on and do this. I mean, we did uh, several hours here on staff and that was just the tip of the iceberg. So we want to have you back to do more so that we can understand and appreciate each other on staff even more. But I thank you for your work and really encourage people to take a deep dive into this because it can only help. It's, it's almost like it's the way I found that it's different from the Myers-Briggs is that it's kind of like an ego exposure, but kind of like an, ooh, it hurts so good kind of way. <laughs> and so that it actually, actually helps me accept myself and appreciate myself in the midst of self-discovery so and how can people contact you if they want to learn more about your work what would they be able what, what what should they do and and mention that book again so that people can hear that
1: okay the um the i call it the little yellow book um it's the essential enneagram by dr david daniels and virginia price you can get it wherever you get books um and i i just think it's it's I, I buy multiple copies and give them away sometimes, but um I encourage you to get that. And you can contact me um at um Ann Wright Kaufman. Um Wright is W R I G H T. You got you'll give this this email. And then that's at Gmail. Anne Wright Kaufman at gmail dot com.
0: And it's Anne with an E. Anne with an E. And Kaufman with a C. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. Well, Anne, I I treasure you as a friend, long time friend of decades. And uh, it's really wonderful to have you on the podcast today. Thank you for your time. And thank you for your work in this field, because it's so, so important. Again, thanks for joining us today. And we will see you on our next podcast. Thanks for listening. Round Hill Radio is brought to you by the friends and members of Round Hill Community Church. For more information, please visit roundhillcommunitychurch.org.